0: if they don't maintain their armor that metal armor is going to get rusty mm-hmm. and rusty metal starts to get holes in it and when there's holes in the armor that's good you become vulnerable mm-hmm. to the enemy We are excited to announce the Marketplace Ministry Podcast Bookstore is now available. We have a selection of titles that will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to grow your business. Choose from best-selling titles like "Hug Your Haters" by Jay Bear, "The School of Greatness" by Lewis Howes, "The E Myth" by Michael Gerber, and more. We have a little something for everyone, no matter what step of your entrepreneurial journey you are on. Please visit the bookstore online at marketplaceministrypodcast.com book-store. And while you're at it, grab a copy of my book, Increasing Your Sales with Facebook Ads.
1: You're listening to Marketplace Ministry, a podcast for Christian entrepreneurs that looks at business through a biblical lens. Your business is a calling, and when you do it according to God's principles, it is an act of worship and brings glory and honor to Him. Let's get into the show.
0: So we're going to do something a little bit different on this episode of Marketplace Ministry. This past weekend, we had the WOW Marriage Conference at Abundant Life Church in Radcliffe, Kentucky. It's hosted by our good friends, Chris and Lisa Wood and Chris and Maria Walker. They are the hosts of the WOW Marriage Podcast. We wanted to invest in our marriage. And so my wife Jeannie and I, we paid to go to this conference and I got to just tell you that... We are having an amazing time, aren't we?
2: Yes, definitely an amazing time. Worth the investment.
0: Last night for the opening keynote presentation, Pastor Terry Linscott got up and he was talking about expectations and behavior and how when... he, He titled his message, Making Love. And the idea behind it is that a lot of times we have these unmet expectations or our expectations are a little bit off and then we have behavior that doesn't quite match the expectations. He was talking about sometimes you might have like a category three problem, but instead of responding to it with a category three, we blow up at like a category 10 hurricane.
2: Yes. And that mm-hmm. re-
0: that really spoke to me. But as he went through the message towards the end of it, he had two signs. One sign on the left said expectation. And one sign on the right said behavior. And then there was this third sign in the middle that he had covered up for the entirety of his presentation. And at the very end, he made his final point and he revealed what was behind it. And he said, this gap, we all have this gap between expectation and behavior. The choice that we make in the middle, is if we're in God, then we're going to believe the best. So the example that he gave was like, if a husband's supposed to be home from work at 515 and it's 530 and he's still not home, what's going through your mind as a as a wife? You know, do you uh, do you believe the best? Do you believe that everything's okay, or do you do the opposite? The opposite is that you assume the worst.
2: Well, I remember when you used to work at Panera and it didn't bother me during the day but when you were late the late shift where you were supposed to be done like I guess you would say I'll be home by ten thirty. but there were some nights you weren't there until like after midnight and there were times because I would get up oh he's not here what time is it and I would check I mean immediately the enemy would try to put in thoughts because of of our past he's cheating on you or he's out doing something he shouldn't be so of course we have where we share our locations i would check and then i'd be like oh he's at panera he's probably just working late something happened mm-hmm. so it's gonna take longer and i would have to be like enemy i rebuke these thoughts right now you are not trying to come between me and my marriage that was in the past i forgive him i'm not gonna hold on to the past so i would believe the best and then sure enough in the morning you would tell me you had a crazy night so it pushed you back so but there was definitely times when you work late that that there would be some thoughts that would try to come but I would have to be like nope we're not going there
0: right I mean the right thing to do would be to call or to send a text message and say hey things aren't going to plan but at at that point you know if if we closed at say like nine o'clock at night And I know you've already put the boys to bed and you typically go to bed around 10. If at 10 o'clock, we're still trying to break down the lines because it was super busy at dinner time and we're still trying to clean everything that we need to clean and the dishes still need to be done because nobody has done the dishes. It's like, oh, what in the world? Mm -hmm. And by that time you're asleep, what's the point of trying to call or send a text message? Although in retrospect, it probably would have been a good thing because then if you woke up and you were worried, you could see a message from me saying, hey, stuck here, crazy night, I'll be home as soon as I can. Mm -hmm. That would have given you a little bit more peace About me not being there. And so in the story that Pastor was sharing. He said that the the man who didn't get home at 530. Like he was supposed to. um, And the woman, the wife in this situation. Started assuming the worst. The husband finally gets home. And he walks in. And what she doesn't know. Is that his cell phone was dead. And he had a flat tire. And so he was doing everything he could. To get back home. It just he got delayed
2: mm-hmm.
0: but instead of being greeted properly when he gets home, she begins to degrade him and berate him about where were you? What were you doing? why didn't you get home? why didn't you call once you start down this rabbit trail of assuming the worst you're going to fall off a cliff yes it's it's going to derail everything, and when he was sharing that with me, it put a picture in my mind. Because he said that everybody has this gap in their life. And the picture that I saw was like, you've got this valley, right? So you're on one side of the valley, you're on top of a hill, and you need to get to the other side of the valley. Well, when you believe the best, it creates a bridge Mm -hmm. that allows you to cross the valley without any problems. That's good. But when you don't believe the best and instead... You assume the worst. There's no bridge. The only thing that you can do is experience a train wreck, a crash land in the bottom of that valley. Mm -hmm. So what we need to be mindful of is that it doesn't matter what the enemy tries to plant inside your mind. We know that he is the father of all lies. So when he tries to come against us, we must... By the power of Jesus Christ operating within us, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we must rebuke him in the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. and tell him to take his hands off of us. He, He has one mission, and that mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will use the same tactics every time. To come to you to present doubt. And it's interesting to me, if you go back to Genesis, in Genesis chapter 3, he came to Eve and said, Is it true that God really said, You shall not eat of every tree in the garden? He spoke to the wife and he created a question that presented doubt. Mm -hmm. in her mind it caused her to question everything that she knew and so uh, why does he go to the woman instead of the man and in Genesis it says that Adam was with his wife Eve when she took the bite of the forbidden fruit so he was there the whole time this happened Mm -hmm. but Satan was talking to the wife interesting to me anyway so that, that was last night This morning, we got to hear from Lisa uh, Wood, who is Pastor Terry's sister, and then we heard from her husband, Christopher Wood, and then after that, we heard from Chris Walker. What did Lisa's message speak to you as as a wife?
2: Her message spoke to me the most is that I need to believe in you as the spiritual head the man of god of the family and also to trust in you and don't base things off of worldly culture but look through it through the biblical lens of what the bible says about marriage that was really what stuck out to me the most and that when we focus on that then you know we line up with the way that god designed marriage because sometimes it's hard to submit because let's face it, we're both firstborns. <laughs> so sometimes we butt heads, but you know it's okay. But to let you lead and do what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, and she spent a great deal talking about submission too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think sometimes when we're culturally correct, as she she put it, that in culture women are told that they need to be independent. That they don't need a man. That they can do everything that a man can do and they can do it better. Mm-hmm. And that, may, that very may well be true. That may be true. I'm not discounting that. But what it does is that when, when you become independent, then that's a big problem. In marriage because you can't, yeah. you can't be independent. There's this, this uh, key principle is that you must submit to your husbands. And I think that that word submission has become a curse word in our society mm-hmm. because women, women tend to think that submission me, when they hear that word, they're like, what do you mean? I got to submit to that man.
2: Mm-hmm. Some even think of it as we're a doormat in that, you know, we're not worth it, but she says something beautiful. When we are confident and we know our worth and if our spouse is confident and know their worth then it's it puts it right to where we're gonna bring out the best in each other and we're gonna you know where i'm weak you're gonna lift me up where you're weak i'm gonna lift you up and that's the way god designed it not for if one's confident and one is dealing with self-esteem issues we're gonna have issues Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. god wants us to be confident and know who we
0: are and what we bring to the table. Amen. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. She she really hit it out of the park this morning with her message. It was it was mm-hmm. good not just for women but for men too. It was equally equally well. And I like how you brought up the point of believing in your husband and supporting him cuz I mean there's been times in my past where i felt worthless. I felt like what am I doing? I'm not I'm not achieving the goals that I'm setting I'm not I'm not reaching the milestones that I had anticipated reaching and it was in those times of self-doubt that you come alongside me and you're like hey babe I believe in you you're gonna do great things and maybe that feeds the ego a little bit but it does it it helps me feel better when I feel better, then I can lead more confidently. And you, you said it about submission and confidence. When you, when you're confident in who you are, it doesn't it, submissions, a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting. You know, the Bible says wives submit to your husbands, right? And husbands love your wives. But I want you to think about it this way: is that we're all submitted to someone, right? God instituted this plan from the beginning. You know, it's God, uh, Jesus, church, man, woman, children, all the way down. And so if if I expect you to submit to me, then I must be a submitted man to my pastor. Mm -hmm. I must be submitted to the Lord Jesus. I cannot just do whatever I want to do
2: right
0: Because then I'm out of order. You mm-hmm. can't submit to me if I'm not submitted where I need to be submitted.
2: Absolutely.
0: So that was that was a powerful message this morning. And then after that we we got some uh, comic relief from Chris Wood And for those who didn't take advantage of coming, they really missed out because Chris he shared truth, But he did it in a hilarious way. When I interviewed Chris for the podcast, he he even told me during the show, he said, you know, um, I've got a good sense of humor, and that's what keeps things alive in our marriage is that I'm funny. He said, if I wasn't doing this podcast, um, I'd probably be a stand-up comedian. And (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) if that's not the truth, he had some good one-liners there. I can tell you what I would have liked to hear more of, he started down this um, this topic of the knight in shining armor. Yes. And he mm-hmm. started it, but then he went to something else, and it just didn't feel finished for me. I was like, I want to hear more about that because it was mm-hmm. it was so intriguing to me. That was that caught my attention. I'm like, Yeah, come on, because he was. He said, you know, what do what do men want? What do women want? And he said, I I don't really know what women want. If you get the answer, you come and tell me. Um, But he said, most people, most women are looking for their knight in shining armor. And so he started to do a study about what a knight was. And he came down to the fact that a knight serves his Lord. I'm like, amen. I serve the Lord Jesus. This is good. I'm a knight in Jesus name. Hallelujah. That's good. And he keeps going down that path. And he said, "There's characteristics that, that are representative of a knight." He, he talked about chivalry and valor. He said, "You know, you got to think about uh, the armor that a knight wears, and what does it take to maintain that armor?"
2: Yeah, that was really good.
0: That was really good because what I'm thinking is, why is it all? Why is the phrase a knight in shining armor? If you really mm-hmm. think about that, if they don't maintain their armor. That metal armor is going to get rusty, mm-hmm. and rusty metal starts to get holes in it. And when there's holes in the armor, that's good. You become vulnerable
2: mm-hmm.
0: to the enemy. And so, it's so important that we don't just prey on the the armor of God every day. Mm-hmm. We've got to maintain it. We've yes. got to we've got to be intentional about polishing those pieces of armor so that they are shiny and reflective. Ooh, this just dropped in my spirit. Like, when... When Jesus came down off the mountain and the transfiguration they had seen and he was brightly white, the same thing. Well, that was Moses. But even when they were up on the mountain with Jesus and they saw how bright it was, the glory of God was there. If you could imagine that being the, the knight in shining armor, because when the sun hits the metal, it's going to be glowing. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to reflect light all over the place where it could possibly make it difficult for your enemy to see you. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, we need to be knights in shining armor. That was what. That was my takeaway from from that talk. What was anything in particular stick out to you? He did talk about habits, but
2: he did talk about habits. But I think for me is he mentioned, you know, resilience. Are you going to be resilient? Are you going to be committed? Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically kind of like what stuck out to me the most. And that, yes, women are looking for their knight in shining armor. That was good.
0: Amen. Amen. And then right before we broke for lunch, we heard from Chris Walker. And boy, oh boy, that was icing on the cake <laughs> as far as uh, the the humor that we experienced today. Um, and he came to us to talk about what men want. And what women want. And he said it's very simple what men want. Men want sex. It's funny. I think there's some truth to it. I think that men want more than that. I think they want to have a genuine relationship with their spouse. I think that they want to feel honor and respect in, in that relationship. Because um, like Lisa said, they want that support somebody who believes in them mm-hmm. and so I think there's more to it than just sex but I mean hey we'll take that too <laughs> we'll take it anytime we can get it <laughs> amen um, but then he went into talking about what women want and it, and what women want uh, did you want to speak to that
2: yeah exclusivity time foreplay romance and there was one other all oh, time together or no
0: um see this is why we should have brought our notebooks with us <laughs> yes. when we went to lunch cuz then we could just look. But yeah, it was it was exclusivity. I don't remember the second one. Uh communication maybe?
2: Yes, communication.
0: Yeah. Communication and then he went on to the other three that you For listed, foreplay, For play, time and uh what was the other one? Romance. Romance. Yeah. So did you want to speak to any of those? It's all true. <laughs>
2: And when you, when you do those things, then like he said, you have easy access to <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Let's get those points. Ding, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're getting ready to head back in to the closing sessions of the Wow Marriage Podcast uh, conference this year. Um, we We wanted to share our experience with you because we want to encourage you next year... When we have the second annual one, that you should come join us in Radcliffe, Kentucky, I know a lot of people they're like, "Oh, this is a new event do we really are we really going to get anything out of it because these people aren't known speakers? Well, I can assure you that we're getting something out of it, and it's yes. it's not only truth to our lives, but there's fun and there's humor as well and so we we are getting a lot of value out of this, and we're looking would- forward
2: to a marriage
0: that's right so uh thanks for listening in on this it was fun to have Jeannie come on and talk a little bit about our experience with this and we just call you blessed and we'll see you next time on marketplace ministry
1: we hope today's message inspired you and ministered to you let us know if it did by joining the conversation you can do that by connecting with us on facebook instagram and clubhouse all the details will be in the show notes If we helped you today, please share this episode. Be sure to rate this podcast and leave us a review. When you do, it helps us know what content you find valuable so we can make more of it. Plus, it helps get this show in front of more listeners. So if you could leave us a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Continue to seek God first and serve His people well, and your business will prosper. In Jesus' name.
0: Hi, Jason Smith here. I want to take a moment to tell you about the new Marketplace Ministry coaching program. I know what it's like to feel stuck in your business. That's why we want to come alongside you to help diagnose the problems in your business, as well as to help you discover your next steps in making it grow. There is no sense in going it alone in business. God made us for community. So let's get together and talk about your business. You'll get direct access to me or my business partner, Justin Jeffcoat, when you sign up. We'll sit down with you once a month for an hour to help you overcome whatever obstacle is in your way of success. You could easily pay $150 to $500 a month for a one-hour coaching call. We're only charging you $50 per month. Space is limited as we only accept 10 people into our program at a time. Sign up today at MarketplaceMinistryPodcast.com slash coaching.